War Eagle. This is War Blog with Bloggle Spot number 158. It is September 22nd, first day of fall, or was yesterday the first day of fall? I don't know, but it feels like it's 93 degrees outside, so it's not fall, I'll tell you that much. Uh, it's 5.08 in the p.m. This Bloggle Spot is brought to you by Anders Bookstore. If you love Auburn, thank Anders. So today is Thursday. Um, it's LSU week. We haven't talked a ton about LSU because people like to get ahead of themselves about ridiculous things. Gladly, luckily, fortunately, nobody was really talking about that today <coughs> that, that I saw. Um, and what I'm talking about is coaching hires that for jobs that aren't there yet. Uh, so we're not going to get into that today. So I guess we'll talk about LSU a little bit. Um, so they started the season against Wisconsin. Wisconsin was unranked. They played it at Lambeau Field. I think LSU was probably top 10. I want to say they were, I don't know, top 15 at least. And LSU lost by two. And that made Wisconsin jump all the way to number 10 in the nation. <clears throat> I don't know why I have this knowledge of Wisconsin's ranking, but it just hit me last week at how stupid the ranking system is. It didn't hit me. Then it hit me about Wisconsin. They went from unranked to number 10 in the nation because they beat LSU by two points in Lambeau. And LSU was not number one or anything. They were top 15. Um, so at that point, everybody thought LSU was still good, I guess, even though they only scored two touchdowns. It was 16 to 14 or something like that, some weird score. Then the next week, and honestly, I have not watched any of LSU's games. So I don't know for a fact I don't think Fournette played the first game. If he did, he played very little. At, against Jacksonville State, the next game, he did not play at all. And I want to say it was like a three-point game at halftime. They ended up pulling away. It was something like 31 to 38 to 14 or something like that. Um, as an Auburn fan, you can't really joke about a – I'm not joking about a Jacksonville State close game because Auburn's definitely done that. But that kind of showed a little bit more of what LSU really was. Um, and I think that was also the game where they pulled Brandon Harris, the quarterback, um, who Auburn kind of demolished in his first game. First game as a starter on the road two years ago when they Auburn won 41-7. Um, so he's been pulled. Later that night, he, he retweeted somebody that had transferred out of LSU and told him he was smart. So that's probably not a great situation. Uh, and then last week, LSU played um, Mississippi State, and I think they were beating them 20 to nothing, or 21 to nothing, and they won 24 to 20. And I do think Fournette played most of the game, and he will be 100% this week, of course. Um, but I I just, I, I am definitely, I was definitely, before either game was played, Definitely more worried about Texas A&M than LSU. I mean, Leonard Fournette is better than everybody on Texas A&M's team if he's healthy. Uh, but I think we've kind of seen that if he's not healthy, if he's not carrying the ball every down, LSU's nothing. Definitely not the LSU everybody thinks they should be, which I was kind of confused at why we thought LSU was going to be great again because <clears throat> they had Fournette last year. He got beat by they got beat by Alabama and then they did they were nothing the rest of the year. 
so much that they pretty much almost fired less miles. I think they actually did. They brought him back. And then all of a sudden this year, same coach, same same scenario pretty much, same quarterback, same running back. All they lost was Kevin Steele. We think they were going to be as good or better. Top 15? I don't, I don't see where that came from. I'm going to try something new. I need to stop and get gas. I'm going to pause and see what happens. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Hopefully that worked. So, yeah, I didn't understand why we thought LSU was going to be better this year. Because they had everything coming back from a team that fell apart. I mean, literally everything except the defense coordinator. And they got Damian Craig, which I haven't really even thought about. Somebody brought up yesterday, is, he, is Auburn going to be worried about him knowing all the signals? But from what I can tell, everything changes every year. Because, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because... He supposedly was helping us in the 2013 Iron, uh, not Iron Bowl, National Championship game because he knew Florida State's plays and stuff. And then they changed stuff, and that's when they kind of came back in the second half. I don't know if that's true. Whatever. Not worried about Damien. He doesn't coach here anymore. He wanted to be somewhere else, and not because Gus didn't want him there. Um, so, I don't know. They lose to Wisconsin, who, oh, that's what I was going to say. Wisconsin... Uh, I think they beat Georgia State by three last week. Georgia State. Not Georgia Southern, who's pretty good. Not Georgia... Georgia, who's not good. Not Georgia Tech, who's, you know, Georgia Tech. Georgia State. They've been a team for about five years. And Wisconsin, top ten team in the nation, barely beats them. And, they're, and Wisconsin's claim to fame this year is beating LSU. So, if you want to look at it, Wisconsin beat Georgia State by just a few points more than they beat LSU. Hmm, interesting. Now, I know a lot of this is not how good is LSU. I mean, even though obviously it is sometimes, some bit. But it's more of how's the offense going to play. And I think we saw last week that or against Clemson, they had the athletes on defense to cause Auburn's offensive line problems. They didn't bust up the zone read as much as Texas A&M did, but Texas A&M basically showed how to stop the zone read. I was talking to Cole Kublik about this earlier this week. I mean, they showed that that's how you stop it because the defensive end is going to be uh, untouched. They don't touch him on purpose because they want him to crash in and then let the quarterback make the read. Well, if he just runs in as fast as he can while the handoff is being made or not being made, that's called a mesh charge, as we learned this week, then there's nothing you can do about it. So they kind of showed what to do, how to beat the zone read. Does that mean this offense is dead? No, because there were a few plays where they rushed in and the quarterback kept it, and it worked because he was already in there. You just have to beat that guy to the punch. So, I don't, I mean, Gus has said that that's not anything new. They've seen it done. Um, obviously, if you run things off of it, which is all Malzahn's offense is, it's about three or four different sets, and they run different variations of that set. In 2013, they ran literally like three or four plays. I just got shot the bird for some reason. They ran about three or four plays. Uh, and just did little tiny variations off of it. 
and that's what this offense is. So if they're doing the mesh charge all the time, they're crashing the defensive end straight to the point of meshing, straight to the point of handing off, then you can play to that as well. You just don't know they're gonna. You don't know when they're gonna do it. Um, so I was saying all that to say Auburn knows that teams are going to use that against them now. So what they do is turn it against them, or don't run those plays, or pick a change the blocking scheme that helps it a little bit more. Uh, LSU does have Arden Key, uh, who's pretty dang good. I don't think he's as good as Miles Garrett, um, but he's he's good. I mean, everybody everybody in the SEC is going to have a good defensive end. It's just how it is. There's going to be that one guy that's like, oh, who's the best player on our team right here? Because that's like the new sexy position. It used to be linebackers. Now you don't hear – I mean, I hear more about defensive ends than anything because they're they're more of the – LeBron would be – well, LeBron really would be like a tight end, but more like the athletic big. They're not just the big old defensive tackles. They're actually like big, tall, strong, and muscular. They're not just there to get in the way. Um, so, I mean, it's not like this is going away. It's not like every week Auburn just happens to be getting the best defensive player in the world. There's just there's always going to be one player that they call out and say, oh, this guy's good, and it's usually going to be a defensive end. Linebackers aren't the sexy pick anymore in terms of best player on the field, I don't think, even though Auburn's are pretty dang good this year. Um, so, we've got... A loss to Wisconsin, who almost lost to Georgia State last week. Who got a questionable game against Jacksonville State without their best player. Fournette was not playing. And then last week, pretty much let Mississippi State get within a field goal or a touchdown from winning after, you know, blew a 21-point lead. LSU is playing with a transfer quarterback from Purdue. That show, that's, that's Alabama right there. I know Alabama has, you know, they – we act like their their quarterbacks are game managers, and they are, but they don't ask a ton of their quarterback. They're asking a little bit more this year with Hurts uh, because their running game isn't as great as it has been. But I mean that that sounds like Alabama to me, and and they run similar you know they run similar uh, offenses. Just NFL I formation. Alabama has gone a little bit away from that because they're copying Auburn, even though Auburn's offense is dangerous to the world. Um, and so they've basically just got a guy back there that's going to hand the ball off, and when that gets stuck in the defense's head, he'll throw probably a wide open pass. So he, they've got a. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a way for Le, that Les Miles would say it. Um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. They've just got a guy back there that's that's probably got a decent arm. He was probably good at Purdue. I'm not sure why he transferred from Purdue. If he wasn't starting at Purdue, how good is he? Um, so, I don't know. We don't know how good LSU is totally because Fournette is not 100% or he hasn't been yet. Um, I, I'm confident in the Auburn defense is going to be a lot better than it was last year playing in 100-degree heat in Baton Rouge. Auburn's, offense, Auburn's defense is already better anyway, but that was just a bad situation. That was one of the hottest games I've ever been to. First play of the game, he bust up the middle, and from then on, it was over. I know the score ended up being a little bit closer than everybody thought it would, 45-21, but I don't know. So, Auburn has lost 
by six to the current number five team in the nation, by 13 to the current number 10 team in the nation. They were in every game they've played. They blew out the team they were supposed to, something LSU didn't do. Um, so I think Auburn's been through a lot more. They know the problems that they have, and they aren't injury problems. They're more of execution problems. Um, and they're at home. So I mean, a lot of people think, even the people who want to fire everybody still think Auburn can beat LSU. And that's pretty bold considering LSU is still ranked number 18 in the nation. I mean, it's, I, I, mean I, I feel like this is one of the worst LSU teams there's been in a while. And that's including the 2014 team that Fournette was a freshman, Brandon Harris was a freshman, and I mean, Fournette really didn't do anything against us. I feel like this is one of, and I'm not saying they're terrible, I just think it's one of the worst. I tweeted earlier today, um, every single team, every single LSU win since like 2002, so think back way in the middle of Tuberville's years, every time they beat us, they were ranked in the top 10. They were, no, excuse me, last year they were number 13. But every time, other than that, they were ranked number one at one point, number two, five, six, eight, and ten, I think is what it was. There hasn't been an unranked or a lowly ranked LSU team that's come into Auburn or even in Baton Rouge that beat Auburn. That says nothing about Auburn. Just, I mean, uh, current Auburn's current state. We were ranked the times we beat them as well. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I did. I feel like. Game one did not, that was not this team. The the performances in against Clemson and Texas A&M were not the same. And gladly, fortunately, most people aren't saying that. There are some idiots that are saying that. But they're, I mean, they, they saw Texas A&M was more of a, was definitely more of an execution issue. And then there were things like the blocking scheme on a few plays. That's the major complaint there. So, point is, game one, that doesn't count. That's not going to happen again, that kind of offense and whatever. Game two showed what Auburn can do when they execute. When the, And obviously it's easier to do against a lesser team. But when they execute, they have the, uh, the ability, they have the athletes out of everything to be able to score a ton of points. And move the ball and never punt one time. Last week was more of a defensive line just killing our offensive line. Throwing things off. Was not bad play calls. It might have been a weird blocking scheme on a few of them. But not bad play calls to where it's like, why are you running this on this play kind of thing. So, these are all things that can be fixed and all things that will probably be easier to do against a defense or against a team that's not as good as Texas A&M. That being said, I don't think Texas A&M's awesome. Their offense was not awesome. Or maybe Auburn's defense is just that awesome. Their offense didn't do a lot. Take away the 95-yard run at the end of the game, they scored 21 points and a ton of field goals. 22 points. Yeah, one touchdown and a billion field goals. So. I don't know. I'm not worried as much about this game. If if Auburn loses, it will be as dumb as this week was. It'll be even worse. If, if it's close, if it's ever like we're down by three and then we just can't score the, the whole entire second half or something like that, there will be 
boo birds. There'll be people going, well, why didn't you play this guy, even though last week you didn't want him played, all that kind of weird stuff. So, I don't know. We've got another a day to think about it. What else? Anything else? Oh, the baseball field is getting, wow, this is a long boggle spot. The baseball team is getting a new video board, new seat backs, new, they already put in a, a field side or field level tiny scoreboard. Um, what else are they getting? Something else. Oh, uh, video boards, like small runners, I guess, or something like that. So is the arena. Um, so that's kind of cool. Everybody's getting a video board. Equestrian put in a video board. Equestrian, number one in the nation, national champions. They they deserve a video board. Soccer's getting one. Softball already got one. Apparently, Best Buy is selling video boards. All right, that's it. Logo spot number 157. 158, excuse me, done, War Eagle.